Welcome to Your Reality Recap, powered by Superpass. Yo, bra, like bra, not bra. Shut up, like go kill yourself. Hello, everybody. It's me again, Eric Curto, a reality TV junkie and Superpass host over at RealityNation.com. On today's show, I'll be recapping last night's Survivor for you, and it was so good, you guys. But no worries if you missed anything, because I'm here to fill you in. Plus, I also have some good reality TV spoilers and news from this week about Snooki, a Big Brother star's house who went on fire, and which members are leaving SNL after this season. I'll also be filling you in on who sashayed away this week on RuPaul's Drag Race and who ended up coming back, plus the best new show you should be watching. So, since we got lots to recap, let's jump right into it. For the first time this season, this week's Survivor doesn't pick up with the tribes coming back from tribal. Instead, we wake up the next morning with the tribes on day 21 as Jay, aka Matthew McConaughey, voices his fears that sticking with the new Solani alliance versus the men's alliance might have been a big mistake. You think? He tells Troy Zan they need to vote a girl off next because if they don't, the women will have the majority advantage. Unfortunately, Troy Zan isn't really caring and I'm left wondering why Jay didn't have this epiphany before voting Jonas off last week. So, desperate not to be filmed next to supermodel Jay, Troyzan takes Chelsea to pick up the tree mail where they both discover a bottle of 7-Up. Or more specifically, 7-Up Retro, keeping it real. Where is D. Schneider when you need him? 7-Up Retro, still keeping it real! real! Oh, there he is. But you know who isn't keeping it real? Chelsea, because this is when she puts her plan in place to turn against the guys by telling Troy Zan Mike is after him, which he buys, hook, line, and sinker. This is also where the never-ending 7-Up commercial starts. And look, I'm not against product placement in TV shows. My problem is that reality stars today, wisely, know that if you want more airtime, then you'll talk up the product. So, listening to everybody work in how refreshing or bubbly the things are about what they're saying in every conversation, it just really started to grate on me. You know, nothing's refreshing there, people. It's it's like you've been camping for a month. There's nothing, nothing refreshing or bubbly. And, and you know what? And here's the thing. If you're going to make the whole episode be a commercial for 7up, then do us all a favor and skip the actual commercials. But rant over, so let's pop over. You get it? Like soda pop? Let's pop over to the reward challenge, which had players divided up into teams by a schoolyard pick'em, which, and I may be wrong here, but didn't Jeff say that wouldn't happen again this season? It doesn't really matter, because the propster can apparently do whatever he wants. You know, like, have a water park move their death drop slide to the challenge so that members could slide down on their backs and fly off only to slam into the ground because this slide doesn't have that nice long runway at the end like your local water park. Instead, at the bottom of the slide, you're instantly thrown off of your free fall wedgie maker to meet the ground ass first. Then you run across the beach, grab puzzle crates out of the water, and bring them back to solve a puzzle. Now, on a personal note, this challenge gave me a flashback to a traumatic childhood experience that I think you all might be interested in. You see, when I was the age of 10 and at my local water park with my best friend Donna, we decided to go on a slide almost exactly like this, even though I had a huge fear of heights. 
Donna convinced me to go first, and as I hung off that bar at the top of the slide, trying to get the courage to just let go, I chickened out. There was no way I could bring myself to let go and free fall straight down that hellish slide. However, best friend Donna wasn't having any part of that. So, one by one, she pried my fingers off that bar as I screamed in protest until I eventually was thrown straight down to my own death. Or not, I clearly survived. My bathing suit, on the other hand, didn't, kind of like my friendship with my ex-best friend. But back to the challenge. Jay, Troyzan, Catalicia, and Chelsea make up the green team, while Michael, Kim, Sabrina, Leaf, and Christina are on the yellow team. Tarzan was picked to sit this one out, and unlike other challenges, if his team wins, he's not going to be able to participate in the award. And what is the reward, you ask? Well, a trip to the 7-Up Oasis, of course, for some barbecue, relaxation, and all the 7-Up you can drink. And the challenge was really nothing more than a five-minute gag reel of tribe members flying down the slide and slamming into the ground. Some slamming into a little bit more cushion than the others. Hey, don't blame me, I'm just keeping it real. And in the end, it was the yellow team that won, which caused Leaf to lose his mind and start yelling, We got barbecue! Love barbecue! Barbecue! Yum, 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 Tasty! Yum. Which he does while doing backflips off the puzzle crates. Just <laughs> listen. <laughs> Wow, somebody really likes barbecue. But you know who doesn't like barbecue or leaf for that matter? Chelsea, who whispers, shut the F up to Alicia while Leaf is losing his mind over his barbecue. But she doesn't say F, and I'm just keeping it real. She's a, she's a, you know, special ed teacher. But 20 minutes into the 7-Up commercial, the winners arrive at the 7-Up Oasis where the soda is flowing, the meat is grilling, and everyone's non-stop talking about how damn refreshing, bubbly, and lemon-limey 7-Up is. Because that would totally happen in real life. You would all just be sitting around being like, I love 7-Up. Forget the steak. Don't pass a burger. Just, I love 7-Up. I gotta have more of that. All I know is that I'm a Sprite guy from now on and will continue to be until they manage to ruin one of my favorite shows as well. Now, Kim and Sabrina fill up quickly and excuse themselves to talk strategy as Mike and Leaf remain at the table to talk more about how awesome 7-Up is. And I'm not kidding. Anyway, the ladies come to the decision that they should stick with the original women tribe and want to vote Mike off next. I can't really say I disagree, except for the fact that he should have gone last week instead of Jonas. But with that, the winners leave their oasis and head back to camp, carrying with them the commercial. I mean, a giant cooler of 7-Up so that everybody else can have some, or because really this 7-Up commercial is never going to end. Unfortunately, they also brought with them a bad storm, and everybody scrambled to build up the shelter. Everyone except Tarzan, who, you know, likes to annoy everyone, so he decides to remove the bamboo that's reinforcing the shelter to cut it up for firewood, even though there's a pile of firewood already. And this makes Chelsea more mad than if, say, I don't know, Tarzan threw his dirt-filled underwear into her laundry. Chelsea says how Tarzan has no common sense and then Tarzan gets all grandpa on her and starts yelling. Listen. I'm not that stupid. It's not part of the wall, okay? Chelsea, 
You still think it is part of the wall and I stole a piece of the wall? Because it's not wall. And I didn't poop my pants. That was dirt. And it's not the wall. And it was dirt. I'm over it. You've already cut it up. So it's no... You shouldn't have attitude with me when it's just hanging there. I don't mind being accused of stuff when I'm wrong. But I don't like being accused of stuff when I'm right. I'm not even talking about it anymore. Well, good. Yeah, good. Because all I can think is how much Tarzan is like everyone's old, lovable grandpa, just yelling at those damn kids, not making any sense, and out to destroy our lives. Or maybe that was just my grandpa. Now, the best part of tonight's episode was listening to Tarzan's justification for why Chelsea hates him. I'm sure you think it's because he's constantly rude to her, or that he dismantled the shelter before a massive storm was about to hit, or even because he threw his nasty underwear not filled with poop into her clean laundry. But you know what? You'd be wrong. You see, the reason that she has such hatred for him comes from the most sexist of all places. Her, you know boobs, of course. And since I won't do this justice, you just need to listen for yourself. When you're around somebody, you sense whether you're an irritant to them. Really? Because you haven't picked up on it yet. And it seems Chelsea's been sort of uh, subliminally harassing me. Seriously? Please tell me you didn't just use the word harassment here, Mr. I know every word in the dictionary. Really? Okay, go ahead. And I think I know why she's been unhappy with me. I sense an aggravation with me. Now, I'm a plastic surgeon, and you don't like your plastic surgeon or something, but you, oh. you've been negative towards me since I've come in contact with you. What the idiot Tarzan. Go get him, Chelsea. Tarzan took me off the side and asked me if I didn't like him because I had a bad experience with my plastic surgeon. I mean, is this guy for real? I can't believe he's talking about my boob job. He's just, he's crazy. You sure there's a deep-seated thing just to, because there are people no. that have plastic surgery and they hate their surgeon? No, that has nothing to do with anything. Okay. It was just so annoying. Wow, now it's a deep-seated mental problem that she has. That was priceless. And if I was Chelsea, I would have replied with, stop worrying about my chest and have someone do something about yours, buddy. Anyway, while Tarzan and Chelsea were busy talking boobs, Kim is working on phase two of her plan to get Troyzan to go against Mike by telling him how Mike is subtly throwing his name out there and going after him. Even though I was hoping Troyzan wasn't buying it, his confessional revealed the opposite, and we find that his dislike for Mike has blinded him on how Kim manipulated him into possibly, probably, and it's gonna happen, voting for Mike. This shoots us right into the immunity challenge as we all watch to see if Mike will win and upset this plan of his own blind side. The challenge consisted of moving a bag of puzzle pieces on a rope which was wrapped around a giant like ladder bridge from one side to the other and if you fell you had to go back. The first four people to finish would head into part two, which consisted of using those puzzle pieces to complete a puzzle and win immunity. It was a close race to finish part one, but Jay, Troyzan, Alicia, and Kim were the winners. And then in round two, Jeff kept saying how Jay was so far behind and wasn't doing well at all, so uh, yada yada yada, you guessed it, that means Jay won immunity. Back at camp, Chelsea brings up getting rid of Mike to Jay right in front of Alicia and Christina, who, up until now, Jay thought were on the opposite alliance. This makes Jay realize the women are working together, and I couldn't be happier. 
finally the men will put this all together and get back on the same page and then we're, we're, we're gonna have a game again. And then I remember that these are the same men who blindly do whatever it is that the person who's in power tells them to do when they feel threatened. Right on cue, just like Bill and Jonas before him, in his confessional, Jay reveals he now needs to vote off Mike and do what the women say in order to stay in the game. And all I can say is, no, seriously people, where is Colton when I need him? Why do these men keep thinking that their only option is to do what one or two people in power think? I'm sick of hearing all the, what can we do's now, followed by the, I shouldn't have done that, later. Not to mention that the episode started with Jay telling Troy Zan he shouldn't have voted off Jonas last week and it was a mistake. But I guess like Tarzan's dirty underwear, these mistakes will keep happening, and then it's off to tribal we go. Once they all settle in around the fire, Jeff asks who here tonight is genuinely worried that they're going to be going home tonight. And not at all surprisingly, not a single person raised their hand. Well, until a moment or so later when Jenny, or Christina, starts talking and then Tarzan interrupts because he doesn't like her and wants to fill Jeff in on what's really going on. Listen. Well, I hate to say it, Jeff, but we're all just playing you because we know how important this night is. What needs to be said is the allegiances that were formed prior to coming here, one would think would be relatively firm and not so wishy-washy. And if we reveal too much, it'll ruin the whole thing. So the game is afoot, and that's why if we remain ambiguous, it's our best bet. And therefore, you're being played. No, Tarzan, the game is a game, a foot is a foot, and you're kind of stupid, and I cannot believe people let you come at them with scalpels. Go on. So I'm being played tonight. You bet. You're being played. I'm sure you sense that. <laughs> Cat, we got a million dollar game on the line. We're about to vote and everyone's laughing at Tarzan. It's so funny. Everybody's in a good mood. It's just because his rantics are so, you know, Tarzan, that's what we call it. If it's a rantic, we call it, you just got Tarzan. It's like a boom and you're like, what just happened? Should I be upset? Should I be mad? Should I be laughing? Did I get Tarzan tonight? <laughs> you got Tarzan. Tarzan every night. You got Tarzan. <laughs> Wow, the probester just got Tarzan. But if you listened at the end there, you kind of heard Mike interject, you get Tarzan every night. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Now, I just hope that this will not make its way into a line of t-shirts or become the catchphrase for the season from now on, because I cannot, no, just, just no. So Jeff asks everyone one by one if they feel that it's going to be them who'll be blindsided tonight since nobody thinks they're in danger. His questioning ends up on Mike, who says he feels very safe, but you never know what could happen. Well, I do, because that bump on a log, Banker Mike was voted out. And I'm sure that's instantly when the men realize that for the fourth time this season, they made a huge mistake. Oh, oh, and this just in, that realization will only last until next week's vote when they'll do it all over again. So, for those of you who don't want to know what's going to happen next week, cover your ears, and the rest of us, here's what we have to look forward to. Next time on Survivor, the women are in control of the game. These girls are plotting to knock us all out. Something major could happen. But the men fight back. The next four votes are coming your way. Who are you voting for? They're going to get the full-on switcheroo. We need you to move forward. Are you down with that? Definitely going to be some blind sides coming up. No, oh, I'm so sure, Jay, whatever you say.
Now, before we close out the podcast with some news, spoilers, and swag giveaways, I need to quickly tell you about how you can get even more exclusive Survivor content. All you gotta do is sign up for Superpass. There you can watch Tribal Talk, a weekly live call-in show hosted by Spicy Pants, Cochran, and Michaela. Each week, they have a new Pass Survivor, and you get to be involved with the show. There's also other great live shows you get to call into and interact with, like Reality Roundtable, hosted by Missy, and a revolving list of superfans discussing what's happening in reality TV. Plus, A Day in the Life of, which features past BB house guests filling you in on what they've been up to. But that's not all. There's also archive shows, exclusive content, free music downloads, and so much more. Bottom line, guys, nobody else is bringing you this close to your favorite reality TV stars. So be sure to join up for Superpass. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can click on the banner over at yourrealityrecap.com. Now, as your reward for sticking with us this long, I have some really good gossip and spoilers for you guys. In first up was who was brought back and then eliminated from RuPaul's Drag Race this week. So if you don't want to hear, get ready to mute, because as it turns out, it was the same person brought back and fired. And that person was Kenya Michaels. Now, I'm going to get more into this on a quick video recap that I'll post over on yourrealityrecap.com tomorrow so you don't want to miss it. But I know, I know, you guys want to know what I have for you right now, and I have something amazing, and it's a little show that I think you all should be watching. It's called Betty White's Off Their Rockers, which premiered last night, and it is a hysterical show, and you really should be watching. As a matter of fact, Kristen Biting from Big Brother can be seen in last night's episode if you look closely and if you can't find her just twitter me and i'll tell you where she is now if you don't know what the show's about it's a comedic prank show where betty leads her gang of old people to play tricks on the younger generation for example imagine if you and your friends are on a street corner getting ready to cross over and a super old grandma looking lady comes up next to you on the cell phone and starts saying this yeah i was wasted it was a crazy party i ended up taking home a 22-year-old. He was lousy in bed. Yeah, but he didn't have any condoms, so now I'm really worried. No. I mean, I don't want to get pregnant. What will I do? Oh, what a great idea. The morning after pill? Oh, girlfriend, you saved my life. It really is a funny show, and you guys should check it out. I don't want to give away too much more, because, you know, it's all about the visual reaction as well, so, you know, you just check it out if you want. In other news, Ryan Seacrest is to cover the London Olympics for NBC this summer. Dancing with the Stars ousts Jack Wagner and Anna Trumbetagla... Jill White was banished from Dancing with the Stars set and claims the entire incident is over-exaggerated. On a sad note, the Holiday Farm Resort of BB-8's Kale was struck by fire. The Voice cuts four singers this week, and Kristen Wiig, Andy Sandberg, and Jason Sudeikis are all leaving Saturday Night Live this season, which I'm very sad about. And it wouldn't be in the news if we weren't talking about Snooki, because she's loving being preggers and tweeting all about how she'll cut you if you mess with her baby. So mess with her baby, and then she'll try and cut you, and then you can sue her and put her in jail, and then we'll never have to see her again. And um, Chris Humphreys is doing anything he can to humiliate Kim Kardashian. 
Now, if you guys want more on these stories and other stuff like what Jeff and Jordan have been up to since Big Brother, then head over to Reality Nation for all your reality TV news, gossip, and spoiler needs. The website has been totally redone, and you need to check it out. Now, that about wraps up the show for this week, but be sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes because the next show will be out Monday covering this weekend's Amazing Race and Celebrity Apprentice. Plus, you can go back and listen to all my other podcasts with Rob Sesternino from Survivor, Adam from Big Brother, and more once you subscribe in iTunes. And remember, this podcast is being made for all of you, so I want your input. I'll be covering The Amazing Race and Survivor each week all season long, but I want to know what else you want me to cover as well. So be sure to leave your comments and suggestions for the show in the post for this show at Reality Nation, my website, Your Reality Recaps, or tweet me at Reality Recaps. Because each show, I'll pick the best comment, suggestion, or question to win some Super Pass swag. And your question or comment could even make the show. Now, you got lots of links to click, videos to watch, and comments to write, so head over to my blog to get all the info from this show in the show notes, and I'll meet you guys back here in a few days. Bye! Psst! It wasn't dirt. It was poop.